your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 419 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Who are this season's top 50 NHL players? Find out on the Locked On NHL podcast. Joe DiBiase, Mike DiStefano, and Rachel Donner reveal the top 50 players as voted on by our local experts across the Locked On NHL network of podcasts. Subscribe to the Locked On NHL podcast on YouTube and turn your notifications on so that you never miss an episode. And today, we got part two of our conversation with Mr. Joe DiBiase of Locked On Buffalo Sabres, going to be continuing to break down the Jack Eichel saga and just kind of uh, hypothesizing about how Jack Eichel might end up becoming a Ranger, what could happen if Jack Eichel is still on the Sabres at the start of the season, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You guys know the drill by now. We've been talking about Jack Eichel for quite some time on this podcast, and we'll see if a deal ultimately gets done before the season starts, if Eichel heads to the Rangers, if Eichel heads somewhere else, or if he's actually back on the Buffalo Sabres when the season begins. But yeah, without any further ado, part two of our conversation with Joe DiBiase of Locked On Buffalo Sabres. Enjoy. I don't think, honestly, it would be the worst thing in the world to have him on the team. I mean, yeah. Now, this is tough, though, because, John, think about it. Whenever a star player wants out in sports, not even just in the NHL, they get out. Like, they yeah. get out. Like, they're not coming back to that team. But I think an unprecedented circumstance might, might need unprecedented actions. And I'd almost think the best thing for everybody, for Eichel, for the Sabres, would be well, you got to have to get the surgery result first, but for him to get back on the ice show all of these teams again right. that he is Jack Eichel and then the Sabres because if he wants out that's only going to help the Sabres facilitate a trade you know yeah no I you took the words right out of my mouth man I was actually going to ask you about that you know at this point in the game at this stage in the NHL calendar is the right. best uh road to go down for the Sabres to just keep him around and have him there at the start of the season and have him go out there and and hopefully let up the NHL the way he usually does. And like you just said, Joe, now you've kind of reestablished his value. You've shown that, okay, uh, he had the neck injury, but he's okay. He's still Jack Eichel. He can still go out there and produce. And now his trade value kind of rises again. And all these teams around the league kind of right. come crawling back to the Sabres, so to speak. And it's like, hey, you know, maybe we'll give you a little bit more for Jack Eichel. And, and the Sabres can create the bidding war that I'm sure they desire to create. Because the more potential dance partners they have when it comes to a trade for Jack Eichel, the better of a situation they're in. Because obviously they can kind of right. play these teams off of each and, other. You know, And I think... I think that's bad for the Rangers because I think actually yeah. I I should have gone I should have gone back to it I forgot I had I said earlier I think there's two paths to the Rangers getting Eichel one was Lafreniere and I don't think that's happening the two the second one that is much more likely is there is no market there is no bidding war because if if the Sabers get to a point where like they they are holding firm right now on what their ask is and they are holding firm that yes we are okay with him being on the team at the start of the year but. I don't know if the Pagulas call down to Kevin Adams someday and they're done. Like they're just, they're frustrated with it. They want it to be over. And Kevin Adams has to go out and look at what the best thing is for him on the market. That might be the Rangers because the teams that I think can outbid the Rangers, Vegas doesn't have any cap space. Like they yeah. already made their moves. Like they, they got rid of flurry to create cap space, but then they traded for Evgeny Dadnoff from Ottawa 
And they made another couple of signings to where they're out of cap space right now. Um, Minnesota reportedly, according to Michael Russo, the athletic is out on Jack Eichel. Now that could just be them talking, but if they're out, I mean, that's one of your best dance partners that you could have had. I think really the only other team that would still be in play is the Anaheim ducks. Like if I'm the Rangers, I think that is my, and and I'm dead set, like convinced that I need to get Jack Eichel. I think the ducks are the team that, that would be the most worrisome because the ducks best offer, I think outbids anybody. I don't think they'll, they'll get the best offer out of them, but if they are as motivated as the Rangers or any of these other teams to get Jack Eichel, I mean, if the Rangers come at the Sabres with that offer that you built earlier, Kako, two prospects and a first round pick and Bob Murray and the Anaheim ducks say, we want to top that. They can top that. So yeah, that's to me, they're the team to watch still. They've always kind of been in it, but they'd be the number one team to watch. But again, I think because Vegas and Minnesota seemingly are not in the Eichel trade market right now, that the best hope the Rangers have is the Sabres panic, think they have to make a move before the season, and they just take whatever the best offer is out there. And then I think the Rangers are in play. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, that's a best case scenario for the the Rangers. And I, I think you make a good point about the Ducks situation as well. You know, they they do have a lot to offer. And it kind of reminds me, it's a little bit different because when the Rangers got Panarin, it was as a free agent, so they didn't have to give anything up. But I mean, the Ducks are really a, a downtrodden franchise right now. And, you know, they have to rebuild and all this other stuff. But you kind of need a centerpiece for that rebuild. Kind of the way Panarin was the centerpiece right. of the Ranger rebuild. I think Eichel could maybe be that guy uh, for the Ducks. I mean, the only thing there is Eichel's going from, no offense, Joe, but one bad team <laughs> to another bad team. And I just, to me, I mean, what I've read about him, and again, this this has been over a year, and there's all these different articles and all these different opinions that are out there, but what I've generally gathered is that he wants to go to a team where he thinks he can win. And, and in right. due time, maybe he will win with the Ducks, but it's going to be another couple of tough seasons there, and he might not get to see the playoffs for a while. So, I mean, any thoughts on that? Would he be uh, no. upset about going to a, a team that's that's down right now? It's a good point. I think I think he, on, on the list of teams we just went through, the, the Rangers, yeah. the Golden Knights, the Wild, the Ducks would rank last, I think, no yeah. doubt. Because you're right. Like, are they Jack Eichel away from even being a playoff team? I mean, maybe because they're in the Pacific, and that division is the worst in hockey. But yeah. you can't make any argument that that team is, is, is a Stanley Cup contender or anything close to it. And I don't think they'd make the playoffs even in a week Pacific with Jack Eichel. Um, and this is would maybe be why the Sabres want to do this trade sooner than later. Eichel's got a no-trade clause, a no-movement clause that kicks in next offseason. So a year from now, if the Ducks are finally giving the Sabres what they want, well, they might not be able to do the deal because Jack doesn't want to go to Anaheim. Right. But right. I think Jack at this point would just take whatever he can get, you know? And also he doesn't have final say. 
at this time. At this time, if they trade him to Anaheim, he's got five years on his contract with the Anaheim Ducks. Like he's going to have to buy into that because I mean, otherwise he's got to throw another fit. And you're already getting some <laughs> reputation, deserved or not, for being this this problem, this this head case. And I don't think you want another situation like that to boil over. So I think he would commit. I think if they traded him tomorrow to the Anaheim Ducks, he would know he doesn't have any leverage to stop it from happening. And it really would be, you know what? I'll just take Anaheim over Buffalo. Like there's no offense taken there because everyone here knows this is the, this is the worst place to be in the league. You're on a 10 year playoff drought, a, a, a historic playoff drought for a league that has as much parity as the NHL does, where teams like the Colorado Avalanche can go from 48 points five years ago to 98 points the next year and make the playoffs. Like where it's so easy to turn things around quickly. The Sabres have not been able to do it for a decade. And they were just starting another rebuild. So no offense taken. Anywhere is better than here. And that might be what he would think with Anaheim. Like, yeah, it's not perfect. It's not even maybe good, but it's better. You know what? I'll take it. Yeah. And I, one more I point think on with that. the Ducks, I'll let you get to that. But just with yeah, the Ducks, on. I feel like they have a little bit of more direction than the Sabres do. Like with the Sabres, I yes. don't know. As an outsider looking in, it feels like they kind of just throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. You know, I felt that way when they went out and got stall. And um, who was the other Taylor, guy? Taylor oh, Taylor Hall. Hall. Taylor Hall. Yeah. yeah they, they, and they kind of went for the quick fix. And, you know, maybe we can be a playoff team. And, you know, I, I bought into it a little bit. I thought, you know, maybe they'll be a little bit better and they could at least be in the playoff mix. But it, it just doesn't work. And, you know, it's like they can't decide if they're coming or going. Whereas the Ducks, I think they've gone full-fledged rebuild, right. which is the way you want to go. But anyway, continue. I I, I, th- I think that's right. Like, the so the Sabres are just start Like, they were doing that for way too long. They have finally realized that throwing stuff at the wall, like you said, which is exactly what they were doing is not working. And that's why this year, everything got torn down, traded Reinhardt, traded Ristolainen, Allmark re-signs in Boston. Like it's a complete start over. They're going young and they're trying to win in two, three years. Now the ducks, I think are just starting down that same path, but they've got good players that are like at tough ages like they've got money invested in guys like Jacob Silverberg is 30 years old. Ricard Raquel is 28 years old and one year left on his deal. Um, Cam Fowler has got a, like five years left. He's 29. Hampus Lindholm's got, and Josh Manson have one year left on their contracts. Shattenkirk's got two years left at 3.9 million. And John Gibson at 28 years old with a long-term deal. Like I could make the argument that if they did go for Eichel, that maybe that would be Bob Murray saying, all right, let's kind of deviate from the rebuild and let's take one last swing at this with the core that we currently have in place before guys start getting into their early 30s when the player decline usually comes, before guys start hitting free agency. Let's go for this right now with Jack Eichel. Now, I would say it still wouldn't work. I don't think, again, I mentioned earlier, I I don't think they're a playoff team even with Eichel, but that is kind of why the Ducks, to me, on another level, they outrank the Rangers because... If I'm getting a team's first round pick, I, I, I want the greatest chance that, that pick's going to be high. And I think the Rangers, with their young core and the veteran pieces they have, like Artemi Panarin, um, I and, and Adam Fox being maybe the best defenseman in the world right now, I think the Rangers are destined for either the playoffs or close to it at least. I don't see them being a team that could bottom out. I think that could happen in Anaheim, even with Eichel. I think that could happen. They were the third worst team in the league last year. And with Jack Eichel, I think that could there it's possible that could be a top five pick again. And if I'm the Sabres, 
I'm thinking about that. If I'm getting someone's first round pick, I want it to be as high as possible. And I think Anaheim outranks all these other teams. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Uh, one more, one more point that I wanted to make on uh, just sure. the whole Jack Eichel thing, and you know, it's a, it's a point that I brought up a couple of times on my show, but I, I've mentioned this a few times. Uh, Mika's a Benajad, so he's going to be an unrestricted free agent after this upcoming season, and it's mm-hmm. another one of the reasons why I'm a little lukewarm, a little bit hesitant on Jack Eichel. I mean, don't get me wrong, Jack Eichel's a fantastic player, but there are a couple of things that make me a little bit nervous about him, and the way I see it, you know, Mika's a Benajad. Yes, he is older than Jack Eichel, but it's only about three and a half years. It's, it's not as much of an age difference as people make it out to be. Um, and, you know, you can re-sign Mika's a Benajad and not have to trade for Jack Eichel and not have to give up a first-round pick and Ke'Andre Miller and Capo Caco and Braden Schneider and whoever else that the Sabres want to ask for. And, and they have every right to ask for, you know, a, a big return package with whoever they deal with uh, because Jack Eichel is a great player. But, I mean, to me, you know, your alternative is right there. He's been on the team for several years. He was in the mix to be the next captain. We'll, we'll see how that whole saga ends up shaking out. But I don't know, man. I mean, I, with Mika Zibanejad mm-hmm. there, and you don't have to give up anything, and there's no neck injury or anything like that, I think it's an alternative that the Rangers should at least consider. Um, it sounds like they are starting to talk to him a little bit. I don't know how much traction it's gaining or, or what Mika's demands are. But I think if I'm the Rangers, I at least got to think about that. Maybe we just hang on to our own guy rather than give up a whole bunch to, to bring in Jack Eichel. I, I think it's fair. I think that ultimately will be what happens. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, just because there's there's more teams in it than the Rangers right now. If it was Rangers versus the field, I take the field, no no doubt. Which means I think they have to think seriously about re-signing Zibanejad. I think you will have to do that uh, if Eichel is not traded there. And I think that's you know what, like it's it's a fair point. Like I do think Eichel's a better player, and he does have three and a half years uh, on Zibanejad, but. He Zibanejad, man, he's one of those. How many times that happened where a guy after six, seven years in the league just explodes like that? Like the only other example I can think of is Brad Marchand. So, yeah, he's done that and he's done it for three years in a row now. So it's not a fluke. Um, I think also what hurts the Rangers there is if you were getting a player like Jack Eichel, you want to be using Zibanejad as a, a chip going back the other way. But what's always tough about that, whenever he's mentioned for the Sabres, is it's like the Sabres just have no use for him. That that's not that is no indictment on the player. The player. No, is, I, I is know where you're going player. with this. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. He's he doesn't really fit the age. The Sabres are going into a rebuild. You want a guy that's 28 years old and got one year left on his contract because you really think because of Benichad is going to resign in Buffalo right now? Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> to be frank, that you can't you can't count on anybody to do that right now. So. The, the the only thing that he would be is he would be a pathway to another first round pick as a rental. 
But because like, that would happen, right? If the Sabres yeah. did get Zibanejad in a Ranger trade for Eichel, I well, mean, I've, they'd, they'd spin him at the deadline for a first because he's definitely not resigning here. Oh, absolutely. I, I, and I've heard uh, Ryan Strom's name come up as well. And I think Ryan Strom for a contending team can be a useful player. Uh, he'll be an unrestricted free agent after this next season as well. I think he can help a contending team as maybe like a second or third line center. But with Strom or Mika, either one of them going to Buffalo, it just doesn't make any sense because right. uh, the Sabres aren't like in a one-year window to win the Stanley Cup here. So I think if they <laughs> were, I think if they were to acquire one of those players, uh, they would either look to immediately trade them or let them play, you know, part of the season in Buffalo. And then when we're getting toward the trade deadline, you move them and, and you get a, a, a draft right. pick in in exchange for it. With Mika, I think it would be a first rounder. With Strom, I mean, maybe you're looking at like a second or third rounder. But yeah, I mean, that's yeah. Yeah, it would be so, more just to alleviate some cap space for the Rangers and then the Sabres can have a trading chip for, for down the road there. So let, let me ask you, because like outside the, the Sabre fans, we, we, we've heard about and we've talked about like the guys up top, Lafreniere, Kako, Keandre Miller, um, really like the, 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 the top young players in the Rangers organization. But like, what about the guys like a step below that? Like I heard you mention the name Schneider a couple of minutes ago. Like what do they have to offer that's outside of those 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 big three? So, yeah, I mean, with Schneider, I mean, he's yet to make his NHL debut. He was actually the Rangers' first-round pick this past season, in addition okay. to, obviously, Alexi Lafreniere. Uh, they actually traded up to get him. They had to get right in front of the Devils, because I think the Devils were going to take him. They ended up taking a different defenseman. But uh, John Davidson, who's no longer with the Rangers, he absolutely loved Braden Schneider. Uh, Schneider played for Team Canada in the World Juniors this past uh, you know, tournament. And ran into a little bit of trouble. He actually got suspended for a high hit in the first game. He got suspended for one game, but he came back, was a very effective player. Basically just a big, tough, old-school, uh, nasty defenseman. And like I said, he was very highly coveted by the Rangers. So, and, and something else that's very encouraging about him, I remember going into the draft that year, maybe not necessarily the highest ceiling of players in the draft, but one of the highest floors. Like, there's basically scouts look at this guy and they say there's no way that this guy shouldn't be like a top four defenseman on an NHL team in an absolute worst case scenario. So a very safe player and somebody that, you know, could be a building block for the Rangers or even the Sabres if he's included in a trade package. So, I mean, that's Schneider. Another name that I hear come up every now and then is uh Philip Hedl. Have you, have you heard him come up at all? I I've heard him mentioned. Yes. Yeah. So Hedl is about to turn 22, very young. I mean, it feels like he should be older than that because he's got like four seasons with the Rangers. It seems almost impossible that he's still just 21 years old. But, um, you know, exciting young player. His, uh, his flash potential from time to time. He can play the center. He can play the wing. I think he's better suited for the wing. Um, just, you know, that's a position where you can better take advantage of his speed. He's very inconsistent, though. It seems like every season he gets off to like this white hot start and then he kind of slows down a little bit. So you'd have to deal with some inconsistency. You'd have to deal with some growing pains for Filipino, but I do think that the upside is there. And then, um, you know, another name that I hear come up every so often is Keandre Miller, another former first-round pick by the Rangers, a defenseman. And he was actually a member of the NHL's all-rookie team this past, uh, you know, season that just went by here. Uh, showed a lot of potential. He was not even expected to make the team and just had a really strong training camp, and they just threw him out there on opening night. And he had a rough opening night, but after that, I mean, he was great the, the entire rest of the season. And, uh, you know, somebody that, again, I, I think could be a, a nice piece for the Sabres. You know, if they're looking to go into full-fledged rebuild mode here, as it seems like they are, I think he'd be a great building block for them as well. So, I mean, there's definitely some options, and I, I feel like Sabres fans are probably hearing this and rolling their eyes a little bit because you guys want one of the stars. I, you know, I, I get that too. But, uh, yeah, you know, K. Andre Miller, uh, again, another nice piece there for, for you guys if, uh, if he was to be included in the trade package. I just uh, locked on NHL today. Me and Mike Stefano, we did a, like a like a 
like a super metropolitan draft where we just went back and forth building super teams from the Metro players. Uh, and I picked Miller as my third pair left shot defenseman. Uh, there you go. So I, I like the player. He's only played one year, but I mean, there's a lot of potential there. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. We'll see. I, and I think you could see him add some offense to his game too. Cause he's done that, you know, at other stops in his uh, hockey career. And, you know, I think uh, when you first get into the NHL as a defense and you're probably looking to hang back a little bit and make sure you don't make any mistakes, that kind of thing. But uh, he's got that potential as well. He's got a really nice shot and a good passer as well. So uh, yeah, good player. And, um, you know, Joe, I, I figure we can we can pretty much like end with that, kind of wrap up here. But I will yeah. ask you this, man: o- opening night, what jersey is Jack Eichel wearing, man? Because I I can't even venture I, a guess, so I'll I, I'll put it to you. My guess is he's wearing a suit. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> he, gotcha. He's yep. introduced to the fans at, like on the bench on opening night. Um, I'm leaning towards he is not traded. I think the Sabers are being so like. There's two parts of this. One is, I think you could argue they just want it to be over with. But this season's going to be bad anyway, right? Like, I I hear a lot of, well, you don't want him to be a distraction. I think they could use a distraction. They're going to be awful again. Like, <laughs> you, you want the, you want what? You don't want him distracting you from the fact that you're going to lose probably like six of every seven games this year. Um, yeah, that part of it I've never understood. And then I, what I've heard it repeatedly is, especially ownership Terry and Kim Pagula, they do not want another Ryan O'Reilly trade. Like they got burned by that, they got embarrassed by that, and they do not want that to happen again. And I think that type of mindset would be the type of mindset you need to drag this out. And I really, truly do not believe they will trade Jack Eichel until someone gives them exactly what they are looking for. And if that, I think they're trying to, to, they're trying to make everyone know that we have five years on this contract and that can cause, I think a lot of other GMs and those around the league to roll their eyes. Like, okay, yeah, five years, but he wants out. So it's not like you, you have to move them. And the Sabres, I think just what they have to do is they have to convince everybody that no, we don't like, he's got five years left. And if we don't get what we want, guess what? He's going to be on the Buffalo Sabres. And yes, we have this no movement clause coming next year, but if he truly wants out that badly, then he's going to waive it. So I think they're going to be as stubborn as they possibly can be on their asking price. Um, At the same time, I would not be stunned if they moved him before the season. Um, But my guess would be that he is on the Buffalo Sabres, but not in uniform because I don't think then it does not sound like the surgery is getting resolved anytime soon. All right, so once again, a huge thanks to Joe DiBiase from Locked On Buffalo Sabres for teaming up for this special two-part crossover edition. A huge thanks to all of you guys as well for continuing to listen to the Locked On New York Rangers podcast, your team every day. That will pretty much do it for today, though, guys. The only other thing I wanted to mention is that if you were in the Locked On New York Rangers Fantasy League from last season, definitely reach out with an email or DM me on Twitter to kind of re-secure your spot in the league this year. I've heard back from some of you. If you've already DM'd me on on Twitter or you've already sent me an email, then rest easy because your spot in the fantasy league for this upcoming season is indeed secure. For anybody who was in the league last season and I have not heard from you, please do respond sooner rather than later. And uh, not too long 
from now, I'll definitely open up the league to anybody who did not play last season. I've already heard from a couple of you guys. So anybody who's interested in playing, definitely reach out via Twitter or via email. And if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts.